Welcome to another edition of the PFRPA podcast. Here I am with Omar Gaither. Yes, sir. And we're here at the draft, so I want to talk about you were a third round draft pick? No, no, I was a fifth round draft pick. Fifth round yes. draft pick. So tell me about draft day for you. We're at the draft. Let's talk about your uh, draft Well, day I wasn't here. I'll tell you that much. That's I, right. They, they, you know, was I. They didn't fly me to New York. So uh, I was just at home, and uh, back then it was two days, you know, yeah. first three rounds, second, second two rounds. Second day, two rounds. Right. Uh, and uh, I was a mid-rounder was my grade. So that means anywhere from late second to, to early fifth or whatever it may be. So, you know, mid-rounders is, is really broad. Right. So um, for me, I, I really didn't do much. I just relaxed, chilled out, waited on the phone call. Um, got a call from Andy Reid. And uh, and he asked me if I wanted to play for the Eagles, which nice. why they asked that question, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> right. right? No, no, I don't yeah. want to play. Yeah, you, you can yeah. play for anybody. I'm gonna hang up on you. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody else to call. No, that's not how it works. Right. So, um, yeah. So I got the call from Coach Reed, and and uh, it was it's been uphill ever since. It's right. been great. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So what year was that again? Uh, 2006. 2006. Mm-hmm. Young Buck. Listen <laughs> <laughs> for me, the old dudes. Just all turned the, all 35, the man. Just, Just turned 35. 35. Yeah. I remember when. Um, so Andy Reid, man, that brings uh, back some memories, those Eagles teams. So tell me about – so one of the questions I, I really like to ask is there's – every player has an experience in the NFL that nobody else – they might not even know about it, mm-hmm. but it's their favorite experience they've had in football. Mine happened with Reggie White. Tells okay. you how old I am, yeah. right? So I just got done. It was 1995. We were playing the Packers in the fourth game of the season mm-hmm. on national TV. Reggie, the game the week before us, he just played against the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. and got like a record five or six sacks mm-hmm. on their rookie tackle. And here he was coming to play another rookie tackle. Oh, man. Everybody's going, Reggie White's going to break the all-time sack record <laughs> in two games, right? <laughs> So the whole world's pressure was on me, you know, and of course you have the three things you didn't do to Reggie. You didn't take the Lord's name in vain. Right. You didn't chop block him. Right. Right. And you didn't curse at him. Mm -hmm. Right. I did all three of those in the first quarter. All three of them. So Reggie had his ears pinned back all game. That's a good start. So the cool part about this is I got out of the game with only giving up one sack. Okay. Not too shabby. Not too shabby on on Reggie White. (laughs) And when I was jogging off the field, um, I see big number 92 sprinting across mm-hmm. the field. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's running over here to me. Does he right. want to fight me? I mean, right. what in the world's going on? Anyways, he ends up coming over to me and smacking me on my backside and said, kid, he's like, Good job. you're going to be all right. Good all job. Right. Good job. And then he ran away. But that, for me, that was my one of my fondest NFL memories. Mm-hmm. And nobody, especially it wasn't a social media world back then. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. would have seen it. So, do you have that kind of memory? What's uh, your favorite I NFL mean, I memory? mean, there's a lot of um, good moments, I guess you could say. Games you had, you played that were well. Um, practices, the, the time you spent with the guys, all that stuff was fun. Um, but the weird thing, and this is probably this is this isn't anything you would write home about, but I, it really changed my outlook on everything. Yeah. Um, it was training camp my rookie year. And uh, this was when training camp was really training camp. <laughs> yeah. You know, you had two days, pads. Right. I don't know if you heard. You were actually yeah, hitting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. heard. Uh, Andy Reid put on some really good training camps. Oh, you I know, uh, I mean, you know, you, you had Brian Westbrook out there going live. So it was, you know, for a rookie fifth-round linebacker, it was everything that you were told it would be. And um, 
So I'm in the locker room after one of these two a days about two weeks in, uh, and I am doesn't look. I don't look good apparently because because yeah. because this vet came over to me and he was like, you know, and, and his name his name was Jaquay Jaquay Parker. And I never forget this. Um, he said it'll be greater later, and I and I for for some reason I don't know that stuck with me so deep, and and not only. Uh, in football, but in life, and and anything, and marriage, and anything, yeah, yeah. with kids, everything. Uh, it, I just take that model. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, and he doesn't even know to this day what that, how that changed my outlook on everything. Because I was, yeah. you know, I was, I'm like, I don't know if I'm able to do this. Like, this yeah. is, this is tough. I mean, um, when you're trying to make the team and you don't know if you're going to make the team or not, you have to put in some, some real no, work. No doubt. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I later went on to be a starter and so on and so forth. But you know, you know, you're skating on thin ice when you're a fifth round linebacker, and you're terrified. Yeah, you're yeah. terrified so, to get cut. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, I, I moved up to Philadelphia. I might have to move back to Charlotte. I want to do that, right? <laughs> right? Everybody like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he said it. He said it'll be greater later, and that kind of that changed my it's whole a great outlook mantra on everything. For, yeah. You're right for mm-hmm. for everything, right? Yeah. Because, and he was right. To be, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> The longer the season went on, the, pra- the practices got lighter, and I was like, man, I'm glad I stuck with it. Because- Isn't it funny how, how much, uh, just talking about this with another friend the other day, of how much, I don't want to say they were easy, but games were easier the older oh, you got. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, you know, because you're, you're smarter. It's more mental, yeah. yeah it's more know? mental than yeah. physical. I mean, you you know, when you're young, you, you just want to run and hit everything because that's, that's right. what you're supposed to do. But, you know, it, it, you realize as you get older that football, as as – violent and fast and everything else you want to use every other word you want to use to describe it as it is it's it's not checkers it's chess you know that's right and uh the better you are at playing chess i.e tom brady i.e aaron Rodgers, uh i.e i'll go on defense with you know a guy like ray lewis or ed reed uh i play i play with a guy uh on defense you might know him brian dawkins oh, yeah. um the better you are at playing chess in this league the longer you'll play as opposed to just thinking it's all it's all you know bang yeah. bang smash yeah. smash so um yeah it's it's and, it's, and it's, it never it never ends how right. we want it to end right we all we all dream about that john, moment you, the tip of the cap yeah. to the crowd right well i mean i always i call it the uh the uh, john elway send-off nobody gets no one except <laughs> no, john elway yeah, i think right. gets the john that's elway right. send-off i mean right. super bowl mvp all right i'm done i think it was back-to-back years yeah he won the super bowl and he won the mvp maybe back-to-back years uh i don't ever for ninety nine point nine percent of us, we all get hurt. Yeah. Something's right. not working the way it used right. to. Exactly. You lose a step, and it's exactly. over. Exactly. Right? So let, let's talk a little bit about life after the game. Okay. All right. So you're still, uh, you know, a few years out in your transition years. And we just talked earlier about the, um, you know, it takes guys. I think on average about five years mm-hmm. to figure out. You know what's my purpose in life? Right. What am I? You know, because we all say this thing, and, th- and this amazes me. We all say this thing when we're playing that, hey, it's not, it's not uh, who I am. It's what I do. Right. You know, but it's such a line of crap. It yeah. really is, right? Because, so it's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is every. If you're gonna be an NFL football player, you you have to be so in right. it in every single way. You're training year round. I mean, right. You know. So it defines you, right? Right, and it still does to some degree, right? That you no, know, the brotherhood is just like when you and I first met. There, there is this bond, Instant. right? That is instantaneous. We've been there, done that. Right. There's a bond and respect it stays with you, which makes it harder mm-hmm. to kind of step away from that. 
Um, so let's talk about now, like, where, where are you at now? What are you doing now? Are you back in Charlotte Back now? in North Carolina. Okay. I, as I mentioned when we I'll started here. I'll yeah. I'm from Austin, Texas, so. <laughs> Greatest city in, in, in the union, you know. But uh, so right. uh, back in North Carolina, back in Charlotte. And uh, I'm actually a, a trust captain with the, uh, with the Players Trust. So, oh, fantastic. Um, so I, and, and I am helping guys transition. Uh, out of the NFL to, to so a lot of times what happens is you know like I said about five years on average a lot of times what happens is like you said most guys careers don't end the way that they want That's right. and they have a, a a attitude or an anger towards the NFL so yeah. they want to get away from it and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to be around other people and you know they just have this anger about the way I finished playing in my career I wanted it to go two or three years longer and so on and so forth yeah. so um it, we're trying our best to get guys to, to realize that uh, that you know you don't need to have that, and the, the the most important thing you can do when you do retire is to reattach with other guys oh, yeah, such as yourself, sure. with with yeah. with, uh, with this with any association That's who's right. trying to do good things for the to, for for retired guys. So um, it's too. I, I always referred to it as the void. Right. 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 You're in this locker yeah, exactly. room. Exactly. You're with right. all the guys. Every single day, you're either training the off season with your guys, and then you're with them. Right. A- after you're done training, right. so we're all hanging out together and doing that thing, um, and then it's over, and like, there's the void. It's, it's it doesn't. It's not a slow descent. It's just oh, when they when when you <laughs> right? finish your last game and you clean out your locker, and you, either you know you're going to retire or not. It, I mean, it is literally. It's a fall off a cliff over kind right. of deal too. It's not a gradual sort just, of thing. I, just quiet. I remember yeah. how just how quiet. Right. It was. Your phone's right. not ringing. Right. Nobody cares anymore. Exactly. And, exactly. and uh, I heard this uh, one time. Uh, uh, this statement: "There's nothing forgotten faster than yesterday's athlete." Oh my gosh! Especially in the NFL, yeah. where there's oh, yeah. where there's fifty because it's team. all even how we train. Right? right. It's always the next day, the right. next game. It's the next thing, and yeah. and, and realizing that. No guy, I don't care who you think you are, for all you active guys out there right <laughs> now playing, who you think you are, nobody is bigger than the game. Right. Nobody. Right. And it really it really sunk into me after the fact and actually looking at guys uh, like Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. right? Greatest receiver of all time, mm-hmm. right? The game went on. Mm-hmm. And more great receivers were coming, and Jerry Rice isn't in the news anymore. Right. Nobody's and talking Jerry about Rice it. is playing for the Raiders now, and it, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it no, gets no matter everybody. who you are, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know. And then I look back on things like even with Michael Jordan, and I remember when he retired the first time, and I remember, you know, there was even a drop in ticket sales mm-hmm. for the NBA back then, mm-hmm. and people saying the NBA might be over. Right. It was Jordan, right? And then look at what happens, yeah. right? <laughs> we have our new, you know, our new mix of guys now that are the LeBron James of the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even the same thing there. So I think for retired players, for me, it was finding purpose again. Right. Like I, I think because we're all kind of that type A personality, mm-hmm. uh, we want something to, to believe in, to fight for, mm-hmm. to get out there and, and go. For me, it was finding that purpose in my in my faith, in my family, and in business. Mm-hmm. What well, what was your thing that you worked well, your I, purpose? I um, and you know, I don't want to 
pat myself on the back, so to speak. But I, I, I always knew that it was going. I mean, it's going to be over eventually. Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah. you know, I was that fifth round pick. It's not as if I thought I would play forever. It, honestly, coming out of school, I went to the University of Tennessee, so I played at a big college, and uh, so there was obviously, all right, I'll, I'll have an opportunity to play in the NFL, but it might only be two or three years. So, you know, I'm a Take it for everything is worth. You're just and, smarter and, and, than me. I, well, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not that. I had that I, I dream just, uh, of just I was gonna play off into the sunset. Yeah, no, I, you know. I, 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 I've read, I've seen too many documentaries and read too yeah. many. You know, that's well, not that, how it works. You well, know? Yeah, too, and I think that's the benefit of our generation mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you. And and the onset of uh, you know the internet social, social media, media that, yeah. that you're seeing this mm-hmm. you're seeing you know my generation mm-hmm. generations before me and what guys were going through right. after the game for the first time we didn't have any right. of that to go right. off of right like we were you know we we were in this void and there was literally nowhere to turn I right. mean where today you can hey you can hook up and connect with people right. on social media and connect with the guys and, and so or you so, can find the players that you played with right and, and so so a prime example of of what I'm saying as far as, uh, you know, looking ahead and so on. So, I, you know, you, you get to, to the team and and uh, you, you're young. You want to buy all the stuff that you never were able to, to afford when you were younger. Uh, so I'm like, all right, okay, so I, I have a car, but, you know, I have to get a souped-up car, right? <laughs> I got to get something that's fancy with tires and wheels and and, 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 and whatever it may be. So I'm I'm playing. I, I make sure I make the team first. Come on, you gotta tell us what the like car that. was. What, what, what was the, the car? What, what oh, was the car, man? All right. So my first car was a Range Rover. I have to admit. Okay. Uh, nice. Was, uh, use, uh, but uh, it was just you know. But I'm thinking all right, I need to get something fancy like with speakers and so on and so forth. Yeah. So old school, right? You know, right, like a. Right. I wanted a Lincoln Continental with the oh, suicide doors. My favorite car, man. Uh, the 60s Lincoln. With the, with the uh, what's the, what they call it? The uh, uh, Robin Blue is it? I think the Robin's Egg Blue or something oh, yeah, is the yeah, color. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, but I get to, to to the team, and I notice all the older guys are trying to sell their cars to the younger guys. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. they don't even want them anymore. They don't even want their cars yeah. anymore. Like, So what's the point of doing that if I'm just going to want to get rid of it and fuse it anyway? But the, the point I'm trying to make is, I've, I mean, I, I've just been blessed with, with the ability to kind of look forward and uh, – I mean, I was uh, I, I was transitioning out of the NFL as I was transitioning in, yeah. so yeah. I, it, know, it helped a lot. I, and I get that, and I, I'm fortunate. I had uh, a couple guys, but one in particular who came to me early. I'll, I'll never forget this. I, you know, I had a dream. I grew up, I poor kid out of Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I had this dream. If I ever made it to the NFL, I was going to buy the biggest, baddest Ford Mustang on the planet. Okay. That's all I wanted. All right. Right? To me, that was Shelby such a GT. great car. Right, yeah. I didn't even know that nice oh, yet. Oh, okay. All right. right. All right. <laughs> this is before internet, right? Just, just fast Shelby. I want, fast I, Mustang. No, no, no. I literally went out. I bought this black Mustang GT. Okay. I thought it was so great. And I'll never forget, you know, because the rookies get there before the vets, right? right? So... I'm driving up and I, it's the day the vets are showing up uh-huh. and they're all pulling in and I'm seeing like, I didn't even know Lamborghini made a sport <laughs> utility vehicle, right? right. <laughs> you know, they're pulling up in Ferraris and stuff and one of the guys get out and go, is that a Ford Mustang? <laughs> right? I literally, this is how dumb I was at that moment. I literally went back to the dealership 
And I had the guys, I go, listen, I can't drive this car anymore. I said, take it back. I'm going to sell it back. And what is the best Mustang on the planet? And at the time, it was a Celine Mustang. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I had to drop another... Like sixty 60, grand, yeah, <laughs> right. That's a hundred thousand dollar car, car, right? Yeah. But you know that was in my head. So the moment that happened to me was actually with Dave Waddell, and he was he was it was Jacksonville's inaugural year. Mm-hmm. Dave had been with the Broncos, I think, for about seven or eight years, mm-hmm. and he saw this whole thing take place mm-hmm. and how fast I just burned through like a mm-hmm. hundred grand, right? And he was like, kid. <laughs> He's like, kid, come, come here. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was the first time that I ever heard that the NFL stands for not for long. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's when it just dawned on me that I, it, I'm i just getting here, but this is the day that I need to be preparing to right. get out. Right, right. And if it weren't for that interaction mm-hmm. from that salty old vet, mm-hmm. right, um, man, that it was they know. A, it was I mean, a they, safe, they, they, they're living it. Grace, they, right? they go through it. So yeah. it's uh, my my – my mother, I didn't, I had no interest in real estate and rental property and things like that when I got in the NFL. But uh, my mother was like, "Yeah, you buy a du- You need to buy this duplex." And I was like, "All right, mama." You know, you look at the numbers, it's like, "All right, that makes sense. Good return." Blah blah blah. And uh, you know, 15 years later, I've acquired other properties and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, that was like I was saying, it was that was my transition. I, and you know, you can do that while you're playing, right? Yeah. It doesn't take. Yeah. You know, you get the right people in place to manage your units, and you know, so you know, it's been. Uh, I I can say it's been pretty smooth, and but that that kind of knowledge and information is what we're, I'm trying to to make sure that I share with the other guys, and and it yeah. ain't, doesn't have to be real estate; yeah. it could be anything. But the sooner you you realize that you're retired, which it takes some guys right. six years to realize that they're retired, you're yeah. never going to play yeah. in the NFL again, like. Yep. I don't know if you know us yet, right? <laughs> right. That, you hadn't gotten a call you, in two or three years. You dude. always get that. And yeah. even, even as hurt as I was, mm-hmm. I had points where I was like, man, maybe I could yeah. go back. <laughs> I can give them first downs, right? Then my wife looks at me and yeah. goes, yeah. <laughs> are right. you kidding me? Exactly. You'd be curled up in a fetal position, yeah. crying yeah. like a baby, right? Yeah. yeah. One hit. So it, it is, it's, uh, you know, the sooner cats realize that, uh, the sooner they can start. Uh, really transitioning, yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's important to kind of. Well, that it's awesome that heads. you're working on that. As a matter of fact, we have some we have some guys coming in here. Uh, you know, even guys older than me, uh, Jackie Slaters, uh-huh. and uh, uh, you know, just some of the all time greats. You know, that are are actually board members of mm-hmm. the of the PFRPA. You know, Jim Browns, right. and, and uh, it's important for us to know our history mm-hmm. too. Right, and to know how far things have come, how much progress mm-hmm. has been made for retired players, and just really over the last or ten or fifteen mm-hmm. years, it has tra- changed tremendously. But you know, I think it's um, it's important for today's players to know that fight, and I think that's one of the the biggest issues out there right now. For example, we have our issue with the uh, pre nineteen ninety three players. Mm-hmm. So you have a group of guys that are out there that. Don't get any we, love. Man, nothing. And these guys, you know, paved the way for all right. of us, right? And so, you know, I know there's talks about, you know, the new CBA mm-hmm. and getting some pension parity for these guys. But, man, the more you meet and you talk to these guys, you're like, it's it's where that was really ingrained with me that, mm-hmm. hey, we need to we need to understand and be educated about how things were. Because when, when I was playing – uh, just the difference between our generation, mm-hmm. that 10-year gap or whatever it was, um, 
you know, insurance was cut off two yeah. years to the date. Matter of fact, it was two years to the date of my injury Wow. back then. And then you're done, I, you know, and I had a spinal injury. Mm -hmm. So, holy smokes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but now through the progress and through all, you know, all the things that guys have done, the NFL has been coming a long way too mm -hmm. with changing things and changing programs uh, of, you know, really now it's five years you right. know, for guys, of five course, years. and all the Cobra plans and right. all that good stuff and the 401ks. HRAs. Where, yeah. And these old timers didn't you know, have access to all that right. stuff, right? So it's one of the things that with FAIR, I think it's important for us to educate uh, players that, you know, because the active players get to vote. Right. And all this stuff, which is another thing I hope will change down the road. Mm -hmm. I think it's if it's truly, you know, past, present, and future, I think we all should have a voice. Uh, and we're so few. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about what is there, maybe eighteen or nineteen thousand of I think us total, so, yeah. fifteen to twenty, yeah, something like something that. Something like right. that, right? So, you know, these guys. I know there's an organization out there called Fair right now that's actually headed up by John Riggin's wife. Mm. Um, that's all about this pension parity for mm -hmm. pre ninety three players, right? NBA does it, Major League Baseball does mm -hmm. it, et cetera. So, I think that's a really important aspect for us to keep making sure that we're passing it on to right. these current players, man, to the, of, man, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears mm -hmm. that went into getting these guys where they are now. So mm -hmm. they can retire, have insurance, not right. worry about things as much and, you know, not stress. So in kudos to the NFL and the PA, they've come a long way and it wasn't always pretty. Right. Uh, but they've come, definitely come a and, long and, way. And still have some ground to cover. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not perfect. Like, like most things in life, there's compromise involved. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just tough with the young guys, man. They they they're in there. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bubble. When you vote, it's a bubble. right? And we, a yeah, when, but when you're voting on this stuff and the whole situation, for, at least for me, they bring you to the team meeting room and they throw these things mm -hmm. up in the air about retired guys. Yeah, and you're like, huh? And Who? you don't even allow yourself to think about that right. stuff. At least when I was playing. You well, just, you got you, you just, just you got to put like, the okay, you got to put the, doing? You gotta put the blitz package in that day. You know, you you right. got you, you know you got right. Reggie White Sunday. You're not worried about. This guy who played pre ninety three, who's you know you never seen, met, heard of this guy, and it's just, it's like I, I think about football. It's it's just a microcosm of society, right? It's yeah. it's the same with young people who 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 think that they've earned and, and and did everything themselves, and they're they're the reason why they've gotten to where they are. You know, not that their right. great great grandparents put in work for them or whatever it may be. Right. So, but it, it, you know, it's I think. Some you have to keep plugging away, plugging away at it. I think it's getting better. Um, I, I, I'll give you a prime example. And this is an NBA guy, Chris Paul, uh, within the NBA. He he's been routing heavy, routing. I'm I'm sorry, shouting heavy for the retired guys yeah. uh, as far as the NBA is concerned, because he understands he will be retired one day, and he has that perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. The, that's all we need. we need. Players, younger guys, guys that are current who have that perspective, who and who can appreciate. Uh, the fact that they too will be retired one day didn't get there uh, by their own doing, so it'll happen. It just hopefully it'll happen in the next CBA. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it, it it'll take a special kind of player, kind of like a Chris Paul was in the NBA. I think. So I was talking to um, John Riggins' wife uh, about this, Lisa Marie, mm -hmm. and I believe that there are only. I want to say, I may be off on this, maybe 3,500 players yeah, left, right, that are still mm -hmm. living pre-93, um, somewhere around there. And uh, some kind of stat that um, we lose 150 of them every year, mm. right? So to me, 
it all comes down to quality of life for your brothers. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys have truly paved the way. So, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, it's just like, it reminds me a lot about where football is today. And you know, with the concussion issue mm -hmm. now, people have been, hey, don't play football, don't do this. And in my opinion, I think football is too valuable of a sport for young men. Mm -hmm. If you remove that from our society. Teaches mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a lot. We'll, there's so many life lessons, mm -hmm. right? So, but I, I think that it is up to us, our generation to, I feel a deep moral responsibility to mm -hmm. make sure that we're progressing the game forward, I think through technology and new product design, uh, and I think through new coaching, mm -hmm. right? That we make that difference. Mm -hmm. Coaching I, I, techniques. Yeah, that's and, right. right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to things like this. I think it's a moral responsibility mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we pay respect to those guys before us. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I agree. It's just, just that sometimes everybody's morals don't morals don't align, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, like, so I'm so I'm saying it's going to take a special kind of person. I feel like yeah, to sure. to really have that perspective, and uh, you know, just and quick thing about the uh, concussion thing and everything. I you know, I, you know, I look at it like this. There's a lot more information out there that I wish I had known sooner. I would have still played the game. I would have played it differently but I would have still played the game yep. based on the fact that, you know, this is my best way to get to where I need to go as fast as I can for me and my family and so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, you know, there are dangerous occupations. Like you could be a coal miner, uh, you know, they don't get paid nearly as soldiers. Much. Yeah. Right. So firefighters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, for people who say that they don't want their child to play football, well, you know, I'm, I, 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 I you know, more power to you. I, I'm not sure if you can afford, what college may cost in a few years yeah. or, yeah. you know, I'm not sure where I you, wasn't going to college yeah, about right? football. Yeah. So it wasn't happening. Uh, yeah. I don't have any college debt. I was able to play football. So yeah. there are certainly pros and cons to it, but I truly believe there's more pros. And as if, and, it's just, and if everybody, including the NFL and, and the union can just be upfront about everything, guys can make informed decisions. And, yeah. and that's, that's all you can really ask for. Tell me what I'm getting into. And I'll decide whether or not I want to get that's into right. that. And that's right. So that's just my little education. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. So um, besides that, what, what do you, you know, so I heard you, you're into real estate. Real estate yes. Uh, is that your, your prime business that's my, right That's now? my biggest nugget. Yes. So yes. what do you think now that you've been out a few years, what do you think is the, the best business lesson you've learned? Uh, uh, Money doesn't solve all issues, right? That's right. Um, you can't just throw money yeah, at it. Yeah, Sometimes you exactly. got to get your hands dirty exactly. and go to work, right? Exactly. And, and, and not making money because you decided not to do a, a project or a job or take a uh, and do an investment is probably the smartest thing you can ever do. Uh, not losing money is a way of making money, in my opinion. Uh, and real estate can teach you that really fast. Um, I, I mean, I feel like real estate lends itself to a professional athlete and his situation you, you have capital right. real estate and it requires capital so on and so forth you have relationships with banks and so it kind of i think that i feel like they go hand in hand right, but right. um that being said i mean the best the best laid plans are are are, are not going to work if you don't have the right people to, to, to help uh, carry those plans i tell out. people that all the time I've, I've been blessed to be successful in a couple different ventures but it's never been just me. Right. 
just right. like any team. Uh, you know, it, oh, it's always been about this team right. of people around me that are smarter than me right. in other areas, right? Right. This right. is really fantastic. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Taking time yes, sir. Thanks for having me. This yes. Is awesome.